The Trev and Ben Show. Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon. This is Croydon Radio. The boys are back in town. And now, Trevor Smith and Ben Harmer. They don't deserve now. The Trev and Ben Show. And the boys are back in town, eh? Hey? You know, I told people we were going to do that, yeah. and they rolled their eyes. Oh, don't care. Neither do I. Don't want people like that listening. No. People who can't understand the beauty of cheese on its own, <laughs> they can do one, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. A very good morning to you. Welcome to Croydon Radio, and welcome to the Trev and Ben Show. We are back. Back and live. After a little hiatus in our brand new surroundings. Look at this. Pre-recorded next week. <laughs> yeah, right, but I'm going on holiday. <laughs> but we're back live today yes, in a new building. Bit like Fort Knox getting in, wasn't it? It was. We had to do about 400 lefts. <laughs> I'm going to get lost next week when we're on our own. We had someone chaperoning us well, this morning. You won't get lost next week because we pre-recorded All right, week. well, the week after I'll get lost. Okay. Can you join me outside? Because you're very good at directions because you're a driver. Yeah. You've got a sort of homing instinct. You're like a pigeon. Thanks. You are. You are very much like a pigeon. Uh, it's the downy fluff that worries me. When, when, when's that growing out? Uh, we'll see. You don't know when your downy fluff is going to fall out. I don't out. know what you're talking about. You've lost me. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your downy fluff. <laughs> All the usual stuff. To, don't look at me like that. Oh, it's nice to be back. All the usual stuff to come in the next two hours. Uh, we've got Think the Link in about 25 minutes. Um, because we're back, I'm starting off with an easy one. Giving you a break. Giving you a break early on. Good. With your downy fluff. Thank you. Uh, a brand new feature at 9.45, Anything Goes. Okay. It's a new feature. I'll tell you more. Ooh. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you more <laughs> about that a little bit later on. Uh, new music at 10 today is the Toffees and their fantastic song, Fooled Again. Now, I saw you cover up. Oh, come in with a covered up drum of destiny. Oh, yes. Why, why am what I not allowed to say then? Why am I not allowed to see it? Because it's been touched up <laughs> has it it's been revamped did you need to cover it in some downy fluff oh yeah <laughs> uh, we will be doing uh, Ben's Cork and Games Compendium at about 10.15 uh, and of course the pub quiz is back today's category is the natural world Ooh. which of course means you will do your David Attenborough impression I'm just warning people now I don't know if anyone could tell but I, I have a bit of a cold that's no a, excuse a bit for of a it, sore throat so. you, you can still do a David Attenborough impression only if there's overwhelming demand <laughs> also I was outwitted by a child yesterday Oh, and Mr. Conspiracy is at it again. (laughs) It's all to come in the next two hours right here on Croydon Radio. Blossoms Charlemagne on Croydon Radio. You won't try to say that, were you? I wasn't. I was mainly thinking of that Bond villain. Which one? Scaramanga. It doesn't look anything like that, does it? I thought maybe Charlemagne by the Blossoms. Yeah. How did you do it French at school? Uh, We... Je suis très bien. Et tu? Mais comme si, comme ça. Yeah. Oui. Uh, I think we've covered the French there. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's, yeah, done. Uh, if there are people listening in France, I should think right now they are very impressed. Or with, offended. Uh, yeah. Not offended. We haven't said anything dreadful, have no, we? No, no, no. I mean, you haven't said, you know, um, ta mère est une... I really don't know what you're saying. You haven't said that, have you? Something about a dog? A cat? I mean, I don't know if that's the proper French. I might have said something terrible there. No, the chien is dog, isn't it? Yeah, I basically just said, your your mother's a dog. Oh. In French. I didn't mean it like that. I was just saying that I could have said that, but I didn't. 
Right. Although I did. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, it's really nice being in our new studio because we, we've got a bit of natural light coming in. We do. I, I've got an extra two hours of vitamin D in my life now, week, <laughs> and that's an exciting thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's very nice, isn't it? It's very nice in there, isn't it? I, could, I can get up and walk around a bit. There's a bit yeah, more space. That, yeah, not now, though. I can go over there. I thought you were going in the cupboard a minute ago. Yeah. You sort of wheeled over like Davros <laughs> towards the cupboard. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing. And I thought, he's going to go in the cupboard. I thought you were just going to be nosy. I thought, you know, you were going to, like a dog, you were going to walk around and mark your scent. Uh, well, it's a bit early in the show for that, but, but you know, the, the, the afternoon's young. Or the morning's young. <laughs> the morning's young. It's been a long night. It's been a long night. What were you doing? Uh, I've been nursing a cold. Oh. I'm trying to feel better. I know. Is it proper man flu? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it? Are yeah. you feeling very sorry for yourself? I'm basically fine, but I'm not going to tell anyone else that. <laughs> is your wife showing the sympathy that you deserve? Not really. No, of course she's not. No. Of course she's not. Are you moaning? Oh, constantly. Are you, you're not as drippy as you were when I spoke to you yesterday. <laughs> well, I haven't been up long. <laughs> oh, so it hasn't had time to, to, to loosen sort of up. Liquidate. No. <laughs> so that's going to happen later on, is it? Yeah, oh, Something yeah. for me to look forward oh, to yeah. as you dribble all over the desk nasally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nasal dribbling. Noisy nasally. Very nice. Very nice. Now, of course, it's been very hot this week, so I don't quite know how you got a cold out of that. No, I'm not sure either. And of course, I'm going to catch this now, aren't I? Just so I'm going to go on holiday, I'm going to have a cold, and it's going to be your fault. Mm. And there might be legal manoeuvres in your direction if you're not careful. Well, I'm not sure you can do that, can you? I'm sure I could. I mean, if I was to be so ill that I couldn't go on holiday, I could sue you as um, for negligence, probably. I mean, you should have come in in some sort of yellow suit. Some you know. sort of biohazmat yeah, suit. Yeah, you shouldn't be coming in here with your weird nastiness. Spreading it around like it's some sort of present for people. I thought, you know, show business and all that. The show show must, business. Yeah, the show must go on at all yeah. costs. Not always. Not at all costs. Not at my cost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, at all costs, but not Trev's. That's, okay. that's the new rule in life. But I've been struggling with the heat this week. To be honest, I'm, I, I would have been quite happy for it to be so cold that I went down with hypothermia this week. <laughs> I hate the heat, as you know. I'm not a fan. Yeah. And uh, Wednesday night, oh, it was hell on earth, wasn't it? Well, I, I had to meet you for a... Um recording session during the week yeah because uh, as i say pre-recorded next week um but you, you were telling me about all sorts of things you were doing to um get through the night well i couldn't cope i ended up sleeping on the floor in my back room downstairs with the back doors open now sure, i slept beautifully by the way there must have been all sorts of insects and stuff coming didn't out care by then no didn't care i was so wound up hot just uncomfortable I thought I, anything could be crawling over me as long as I'm cool I don't care I just had enough of the heat and did it work? Uh, it did I slept very well Good. very well uh, the only thing is uh, come Friday when it had cooled down a little bit I was very happy for it to have cooled down but Friday is a day when you know I do my bit for the for the world <laughs> uh, or for my nan, really. I right. take my nan shopping on a Friday. What a good boy. I know, I'm a very nice grandson, aren't I? Yeah. You know, I give my time freely uh, in return for, for bits of food that she throws at me <laughs> as, as I arrive. You know, I'm very much like her pet dog. Yeah. And, <laughs> anyway, I take her shopping, and um, I was very happy that it was cooler because, you know, there's lots of shopping, and I have to carry it all, and I have, oh, thank God it's cooler. But then this is the thing, right? What, what age... Do you get to when just a drop in temperature by a few degrees means you have to put the heating on? I was so happy I was cooler. And then we get there, and she said, Oh, Trev, can you go and put the heating on? And I sat there sweltering in a house for about three hours. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought this was a day when I'd cooled down and now I'm sweltering. There's a guy at work um, who is uh, in, I, I, don't, I don't know 
for certain, but I would say he's in his mid to late 60s. He's, he's almost at retirement age. Yeah. And during the hottest part of last week, when I think it hit 34.4 mm. in Gravesend, he marched in in a hat and a fleece and a jumper. And we we're all saying, come on, that's a bit much, isn't it? And it's always a bit cold in here. And he's only in his 60s. You see, I think, yeah, my grand's in her 80s. I think, fair enough, have they eaten on? I yeah. mean, you know, when you get in your 80s, you can do what you like. But so 60s, come on. The indication would start mid-60s. Mid-60s. Yeah. Do you know the other thing that worries me about getting old? Well, I mean, <laughs> older, you mean? I'm 39 tomorrow, by the way. Are you? I know. I hit 39 tomorrow. I should have really got you a card by now, shouldn't I? Yeah, I wouldn't worry. I mean, I, I wrote your card in front of you for your birthday. <laughs> that so, is true. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. But um, no, the other thing that worries me about it, this is the thing that, that men of a certain age talk about. And I, I'm really worried that I'm heading towards there quite soon. It's when people talk about, you know, a little bit of leakage. Sure, Sunday. No, but they talk about it's the Lord's it, Day, and it seems to be like a normal thing. And I'm starting to worry about that as I hit 39 tomorrow. So I think, well, what point does that happen when you just lose a little bit of control? That's worrying me because that's that's coming up very soon. <laughs> worrying me, I'm sitting next to you. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're spreading your germs. I can spread a bit of mine. Gonna camp in my sleeping bag. I'm not gonna move. The script: The man who can't be moved on Croydon Radio. A song that you were surprised I would play. Yeah, normally that would be the sort of um, dreary stuff that you would criticise me for playing. I don't think it's that dreary, is it? Uh, no, but if you do want some dreary stuff, come to me. I'm your man. You are you are a very dreary man. <laughs> That's been a big week, hasn't it, Ben? Oh, controversy all over the place. I, I just wondered how you were feeling about the big news of the week. Um, you'd have to remind me what you're talking about. The Great British Bake Off. Oh. Moving to Channel 4. Of course, 4. The, big, the big stuff. The big, the big stories, yeah. Um, I don't watch it. You don't watch The Great British Bake Off? Everybody watches The Great British Bake Off. Do you watch it? No, I don't. No. <laughs> I couldn't give a monkey's about the whole thing, to be <laughs> honest with you. But it seems to have been huge news this week. Uh, I do hear, though, that they are looking for two new presenters. So, yeah, you know, I reckon onwards and upwards. That. I'd, I'd get a little bit bored, to be honest. I'm not sure if they'd let me in around the food with my cold. No, you'd have to wear one of those masks. Yeah, those, like, like, hamper my mic skills. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't, you can't not do it if, just because you've got a cold. No. If, if they were to approach us to present it, highly unlikely at this stage. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I neither, it was ours, wasn't it? neither you or I know anything about baking. No. Um, so I, I think it's highly unlikely. But uh, if they were to ask us, I'd like to change the name of the show. Uh, gone. You're just cooking. Just cooking. Just cooking. Not not even a G on cooking. Just just cooking. Just cooking. Right. That's what I want to call it. I don't call it the Great British Bake Off because then I can have people from all over the world baking. It doesn't have to be British people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and and it doesn't have to be just baking. You I know, think the people that sell the format and sell the rights might have a bit of a problem with that. Just want a bit of egg and bacon. That's all I want. Cook it. Just cooking. Yeah. A job at McDonald's is what you want. Trevor McDonald, <laughs> a job at McDonald's. Oh, a job Sorry, at McDonald's. Am I not enunciating very well? With my cult? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do radio, Ben, you need to enunciate. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I thought you said Trevor McDonald. Yeah, I was just saying Trevor, Trevor McDonald. McDonald. Maybe he could be the new host of the Great British. Bake well, he's not doing much, is he? Let's be honest. No. Uh, I've been asked, uh, what cake would you bake on the show if you were to uh, be on the show? What what cake would you do? Do you, do you have a speciality uh, to eat? Uh, yes, to bake, no. Yeah. I like a marble cake. 
a marble cake. I do. But you've never made one. Oh, no. Well, I mean, once we're on the Great British Bake Off, uh, we'll, we'll learn how to make a marble cake. And also, I, I, I never say no to a bit of Victoria Sponge. <laughs> I like Why are you sniggering like a child? Like I said something rude there. There was no innuendo, nothing there at all, and your face lit up like a Christmas tree. I, I just like Victoria Sponge. <laughs> uh, I, I, I make a good banana cake. Do you? Yeah. What about a banoffee pie? I've never made one. That, that's more complicated because there's cream there's more than one ingredient yeah <laughs> I mean I only make things that go in one bowl and that is it okay if there's another bowl involved not interested okay. that's more washing up one bowl it's like when I do a, a dinner just one pot I'm not making things that involve lots of pots okay if you come to dinner at my house you tend to get a casserole <laughs> A stew or a pasta bake. That's, that's nice. basically it. Anything that can be done in one pot or one tray. I'm not doing multi pots. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not even doing stuff that involves a saucepan. If there's a pot on the go, on the go, everything in the pot. Really? Not getting another saucepan going. It's not happening. Is it laziness or you just don't want to learn? Uh, it's a bit of both, really. Okay. I find cooking so boring. So I, that's why I get so annoyed. There are so many shows about cooking. So I, I'm not interested. Hey, see, I, I, I'm completely the opposite of that. I love it. Do you? I'm a big fan of Jamie Oliver. Well, he's he's being tipped as a new presenter for the Great British Bake Off. He won't do that. No, he loves it. Really? He came out this week. He went, if I puck a sour, I, I love oh. it. <laughs> 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 it's not, that's your Chris Eubank. It's <laughs> your Jamie Oliver. No, he loves it. He wants, to, he wants to do it. Dream trio. Jamie Oliver, Chris yeah. Eubank, and Trevor McDonald. Wow. To do the Great British Bake Off. There's a team. Yeah. I mean, Mary Berry can do one, can't she? Let's be honest. <laughs> that's that's the way forward yeah. as far as the Great British Bake Off is concerned. Uh, but it's caused so much, so much uh, controversy, this thing. Does it really matter what channel it's on? If you'd like the show, watch it, no matter mm. where it is. I've seen some people complaining that there'll be adverts. Just record it Deal and fast, it. Through, uh, fast forward through them like yeah. the rest of the world does. I never watch adverts anymore because no. I don't watch stuff that's on. But you see, I think the Bake Off is, I don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to, but it's for people like my mum. My mum loves it, right? She loves it. Mm. But she wouldn't know how to do fast forward in pause, record. No. I mean, just getting her to find the remote is hard enough. You're not giving your mum much credit. I mean, and, and honestly, she won't, me, she won't mind me saying it. Being able to fast forward with a Sky remote or even a Virgin remote, it's not difficult. Giving my mum a remote control is like putting her in charge of the space shuttle. <laughs> honestly. I mean, I love my mum, as you know. You know, every son loves their mum. Yeah. But give her a remote control, I can hate her very quickly. You know, if my dad's not around, because you know what it's like in—I don't know what it's like in your house—but the, the the man in my house, in my family house, always had control of the remote. Well, that just sounds like male oppression. Male oppression in the Smith household. The, the woman isn't being allowed to even touch the remote yeah. control. That's why she can't use it because she's my, never learned. My parents are of that generation. You know, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a male-dominated uh, society at, at, at my parents' house. That's the way it goes. Always has been. I feel so. I'm going to come around and help liberate your mother. <laughs> It's like, sometimes I say to my mum, why, why don't you get a dishwasher? Why, why don't you have a dishwasher, mum? And your dad would say, she is the dishwasher. No, well, he's not quite that bad, <laughs> but we have the whole thing about, oh, well, you know, it's the electricity it uses, uh, the noise, the heat it creates. Yeah, but, but when was the last time you did any washing up, dad? Well, yeah. um, I did wash up a pot in 1973. <laughs> Chloe Collins, Forget Your Name on Croydon Radio. We featured her on We Love New Music uh, a few weeks back, coming up at 10 today. Uh, new music from the Toffees and their brilliant song, Fooled Again. Uh, just carrying on from the, uh, the Great British Bake Off. I used yeah. to work in a place where um, uh, some people absolutely loved the Great British Bake Off and they would do their own in the office sort of once a week over the period of the, the series. And I swear the only reason they did it 
was so that every week somebody could say, have you got a soggy bottom? Oh, oh, it did my head in. Every week that joke would go around the office. Really? And I, in the end, I, I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. If anyone came anywhere near me and went, it was a great British Bake Off day, oh, don't you mention that to me. What, we're going to hear the soggy bottom joke again? <laughs> the 400th time wasn't funny the first time no <laughs> that's what I don't like about the Great British Bake Off what the bad jokes I don't mind a good bit of innuendo but you know mix know. It, of course this is what this show's built on mix it up a little bit don't always go for the soggy bottom joke no that's you know I mean we've talked about age and what it can do to you Mary Berry's of that age let's not keep going on about it mm. if she's got a soggy bottom it's none of our business as far as I'm concerned <laughs> People have gone mad on Twitter about it, though. I mean, the Daily Mail is always, I think, the, the place to go to for the most measured yeah. responses. Uh, I think my favourite response from somebody was... Uh, um, I, I can't use all the language. Oh, good. But this, I think this just sums it up. We are not pleased at all. Ruining a good show with adverts. I, for one, will not be watching it. I am so... Off. <laughs> now, I bet that person... I'm not going to name them. I don't know who they are. I'm sure they wouldn't mind. But... Is that, I think, per- I think is that person... Is, all right, Gemma Holland. I don't know who she is, but she's very annoyed. This movie Is Gemma Holland, and I, I haven't looked at her Twitter feeds, I don't know, but is she tweeting about the situation in Aleppo? She is might she, be. Is she tweeting about the, uh, the atrocities that are happening in, across the world every day? Uh, well, I haven't seen her feed either, but... I'd assume not. But no, the Great British Bake Off's going to have adverts. Oh, that's that's really the matters. worst thing in yeah. the world, isn't it? That really is. It doesn't get any worse than that. And then, of course, the Daily Mail, uh, I'll just tell you this. One person says, oh, I suppose Jeremy Corbyn will nationalise the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> and all this stuff like it belongs to the BBC. It doesn't. It clearly doesn't. Not anymore. I mean, that's, that's clearly the way they've lost it. Because yeah. it didn't belong to them. It belonged to a production company. So. Now, was it because they let... They were outbid, or because they didn't want to go too high for it. It was all a bit, a bit of all of that, wasn't it? Yeah. Mind you, I mean, I don't think I don't think the BBC should be paying twenty five million for a show about cooking. <laughs> I mean, you can make a show for ten quid about cooking. You don't yeah. need to spend that sort of money on people baking cakes in a tent. How much did Channel Four pay for it? Twenty five million. Twenty five million. Twenty five million, which is a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, for a few ovens in a tent. <laughs> it's a big tent, though. <laughs> it is a big tent, but not £25 million pounds worth of canvas, is it? It hasn't even got sides. We need to put it up. A couple of workmen. Safely. A couple of workmen in a van for a day. 100 quid for a day, I could do that. I could get them to put the tent up for the day, uh, put some cookers in. You could do that, could you? Yeah, get uh, Lidl to do the ingredients. Because I bet they go to Waitrose. I bet it's all very expensive. Go to Lidl, very good value, very good quality. I could do that. For a hundred quid, <laughs> yeah, I could do it for hundred quid. Put a I would up. love to watch you try. I'd give you even. I'd even give you a full working day, eight hours, yeah, to have a crack at putting up the tent for the Great British. Well, I'm not doing it. I'm paying a couple of workmen. No, to no, do no, it. no, no. You said you could do it for a hundred quid. No, no, no. I said I could. I, I could, I could get it done. Peddling already. <laughs> no, I'm just. Saying, I haven't <laughs> even got the pegs out of the bag. <laughs> it doesn't need pegs. <laughs> What's the sort of tent I'm getting? Doesn't need pegs. This is a. This is a quality Great British tent. Is it a tent or is it a gazebo? It's not a, g- a gazebo. It's a marquee. <laughs> a marquee. Gazebo. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. I'm just going to put a gazebo up. Yeah. A gazebo up with a microwave. The Great British Gazebo. 40 quid I'm doing it for. Now, <laughs> I'm saving Channel 4 so much money. Think the link. Uh, so, think the link, Ben. Uh, that time where you have to get your brain in gear. 
stop thinking about the Great British Bake Off because I know the effect it's had on you. Uh, three songs to identify somewhere there's a link between them. Could be the title, the artist, the lyrics, you know, the score. Uh, here they are. There they are. I haven't got a clue. There they are, there's a link between them. Well, I couldn't tell you the artist or the title of any of those songs. Any of them? None of them. Really? I recognise the smidgen of the last song you gave me, but not, not to tell you who did it. All right, well, look, uh, if you can help Ben out, you've got about um, an hour and 25 minutes. It's at Trevor Ben on Twitter. Or send us a private message via CroydonRadio.com. Uh, get on the shout box and make sure it's a private message. I want to get the answer away to everyone, and I don't want Ben to see the answer quite yet. I want to see him struggle for at least another hour or so. And I should stress, even if you don't know what the link is... I know nothing. So if you can send me just an artist, a title, and we all collaborate, we all work together, we can work it out. Satch up and Ben on Twitter or CroydonRadio.com. That's the way to get in touch with us about absolutely anything, by the way. But right now, we're looking for the link between these three songs. Good luck. Tommy James and the Shondells, Crystal Blue Persuasion. What a, what a tune. That's cheered you up, isn't it? It really has. You know, up until now, you've been looking, I'll be honest, you've been looking a little bit down, a little yeah. bit grumpy. And now suddenly there's a little smile on your face. I'm good. A little look of, uh, I don't know, excitement, anticipation. It's like, a, it's like a, a, a tiger waiting to pounce, hiding in the long grass. I think you might be overselling it a little bit now. With your downy fluff just showing <laughs> through the grass. Um, I tell you what, I've been watching my favourite programme at the moment, is Ingenious Animals. Have you been watching any uh, of that? No, I haven't. It's been an amazing series. It's been dealing with uh, uh, sort of communication in the animal world, uh, personalities in the animal world. It's an, it's an incredible thing. This week, they were covering uh, the story, which I've heard before, about crows who are fed by, uh, you know, regularly fed by somebody. They would often bring little gifts so are you saying gifts or gifts? Gifts, gifts presents. All right. Because you were telling me previously about your dislike for gifts. So yes. Not a fan of gifts. No. I like gifts. <laughs> uh, and tomorrow's my birthday, so anyone you know, wants to give me a gift. Or a gift. Or a gift. <laughs> um, uh, no, this was um, uh, uh, crows who, who bring presents. And this one man they spoke to, which I think this is amazing, right? Uh, he was out fixing his hose pipe and doing some work on his hose pipe. <laughs> There's a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and you know those sort of big old nuts that are on, the, that are on the end? <laughs> big old nuts with his hose pipe. Yeah, you know you know the big old nuts on the end of a hose pipe, sort of big nuts or screw, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, let's say let's stick with screw. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was fixing his hose pipe, and there was obviously uh, I don't know whether the crow had seen an issue with the nut, but he delivered a hose pipe connector nut thing. Oh, shut up. And what they're saying is, because uh, crows are very intelligent, they're saying that crows have the um, sort of uh, problem-solving capabilities of a seven-year-old child. So they wonder whether the crow had seen him fixing the hosepipe, had been flying around, thought, oh, maybe he needs that. Flew straight to home base. Yeah. <laughs> delivered it. I think that's amazing. I think it's a fluke. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, oh, come on. Crows are clever things. They're not that clever. I'll tell you what, if, if, you, if, if you were a, a bird feeder... And you, <laughs> and you were going to, to look after your local crows. Yeah. And they will keep an eye on you, seeing what you're getting up to. What sort of gifts would they bring you? I think I'd, um, 
I'd be feeding them with the with the seed or whatever you feed crows. Yeah. And in my in my other hand, I'd be, oh, isn't it a shame my iPhone's broken? <laughs> oh no! But I don't think they can understand. <laughs> well, you, but you think they can get a replacement nozzle for your hose? <laughs> well, you, they've got to see you having an issue with it. What you'd have to do is smash your iPhone to the floor so that they see it <laughs> smash, and then they might think, oh, he needs a new one of those because if he doesn't have one of those, we don't get the food. So because then you have to withhold the food until you get a new one. They can only understand physical damage. They can't understand like a software bug <laughs> unlikely <laughs> why unlikely to, well i mean unless you show it to them yeah i mean i'm not, all i'm saying is you can't verbalize the problem to why a crow not? because they don't understand english do they they speak crow or whatever they speak okay well i don't want to actually smash my iphone so maybe i could buy a broken phone off ebay yeah or or just go for the accessories oh you see you're not as greedy as i am yeah well i mean the chances of them actually bringing you an iphone are pretty slim what about, what if I slightly rip a fiver? One of those new ones. Can they even be ripped, the new ones? Oh, the new fivers. Yeah, I could I rip one know. of those. Oh, look, look, my fivers. <laughs> <laughs> Next day, I'll be loaded. Yeah, well, it's worth a try. Look, they're clever things, and I, I think let's, let's try it. Okay. Let's go for it. And the other thing that they've been doing, uh, showing on this show, is the, um, the just the intelligence of, of all the animals and the way they, they kind of talk to each other hmm. and show, show them how to do things for fun. They were showing whales this week. Right, and uh, no other whales do this apart from uh, this sort of school of whales in this one area. And just for fun, they rub their bellies on the pebbles on the bottom of the the, the sea. They're coming really close to shore, and they're teaching the little ones to do it. It's, oh, what what a great thing that is! Because we all look at whales like oh, they, you know, killer whales. They're oh, they're nasty. War. And they, I've they never have, thought whales are nasty. Have, they can have a bit of fun. <laughs> well, they, they they kill seals. I mean, I don't like anything that's killing a seal. Uh, they, I've seen footage of them though. When they're done eating, I've seen them return seals back to the shore. As in, we're done now. What do you mean, return them to the shore? What the carcass? No, the, the, they had some seals and they were eating them. And they were sort of tossing them about, and <laughs> yeah, killing them and eating them. But then when they were full up, they returned one to the shore. As in, <laughs> we're done with you. Oh, well, we don't want that. No, like we're, we're full. Thank you very much. You'll, you'll be for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they're sort of putting putting him on the larder shelf for yeah, tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. That's see, that's a nice thing, isn't it? That's a wonderful thing that a whale would do. Mercy, yeah, yeah, mercy. I, we haven't had a program about that yet. Do they show mercy? I don't know. I was watching one this week. It was, it was about love, love in the animal kingdom. I just want to track back for a second. Yeah. Who has the job of professional crow feeder? Well, it's not a profession, is it? It's a hobby, more. Oh, I see. I thought this program was about um, a man whose job it was to feed crows with his hose pipe. Or <laughs> no, no, this is just a man who feeds the, the crows yeah. just in his garden. Why was it being filmed? Well, because it's, it, he's, he's been given a lot of presents over the years. It's not just one bit of hose pipe. He's got a whole array of presents. And it's basically what the crows do is when there is no food left they bring a little gift and they haven't worked out yet whether it's a bartering system where they say, we, we bring you this, you'll put more food out. It could be manipulation. Could be. It's it working. Could, it, yeah, exactly. They may have learned to manipulate us so they, they think, oh, well, if we take them a little present, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to think we're sweet, we're lovely. I know cats do it. They tend to bring in sort of frogs and mice yeah, and look, things. I've I don't slaughtered know. a mouse for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but then they play with it. I don't like that. Right. Sadists, cats, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. They are. They are sadists. I don't know why they do that. If you're gonna, if, you know, just just finish the thing off. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many times where we, my grandparents used to have a cat, and uh, Tiger was very good at catching things, but not so good at killing them. Ah, uh. so, so he'd bring them into the house, 
And, you know, the, the amount of times my grandparents would say we were up all night because there was a frog in the cupboard or a mouse in the cupboard because the cat had brought it in, let it go, and then it would run into the cupboard or something. Oh, no. I once looked after a frog for a night. Okay. <laughs> Why? Well, uh, my friend and I, when we were about nine, we, um, we were into sort of amphibians and things. And uh, one summer holiday, we set up a little, a little club, just the two of us, <laughs> the yeah. frog and toad team. You didn't really call it that. That's what you? we were called. Yes, the frog and toad Which team. Which one were you? <laughs> well, no, we weren't frog and toad. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a detective agency. <laughs> and I'm frog and this is toad. Um, no, it was just like we were a team of frog and toad enthusiasts. Right. So we, we went around the library for a day and we sort of made notes. We studied them. We looked into them. We, we loved them. And he had a few in a sort of um, vivarium type thing. Okay. And uh, I said to him, can I look after one of the frogs for a night? He said, yeah. So I brought it home in a little Tupperware container and kept it overnight. Did you poke some holes in it? Of course I did. The yeah. Tupperware container, <laughs> yeah, not, not the frog. frog. <laughs> and uh, the next morning, before going to school, I thought, oh, I'm just going to pick him up and hold him. Of course, he escaped, went under the wardrobe. Oh, it was a nightmare oh. to catch him. But we loved all frogs. We, we picked up a... Um, a very dead frog, thinking that it was, it might still be alive. A very dead frog. <laughs> well, Not just a dead one, but a very dead frog. Yeah. Well, we were a bit stupid, really. Yeah. We weren't the, that, we weren't the brightest frog and toad team. Now, what's the difference between being dead and very dead? Is that like being a little um, bit pregnant? Well, this one had, a, basically, guts were on the outside. Oh. But we, how did you possibly think it was alive? Well, we still thought there was a chance we could save it, so we scooped it off the road, <laughs> put it in a Tupperware container, took it over, and then his mum just said, why? you brought this home poor woman it's a frog with his guts hanging out it's got no chance and you put it in your lunchbox and brought it home <laughs> it didn't go down well to be honest with you no but i think fair enough do you know what i mean i think if if you're going to be into animals we were late for school once saving a little bird yeah yeah a little little baby bird that was in the road its mother was going mental at the side of the road and we were late for school because we spent ages trying to coax it back to its mother. His, sorry, his mother was going mental by the side of the road. The, the, or, bird, or the, or the bird's mother. The bird's mother. All oh, right. Not, not my friend's mother. I think your friend's mother has the, the right to be getting cross, though. Why? Well, after you brought the, the toad back. I mean, she sees you scooping up yet more roadkill. <laughs> the bird was still alive. Oh. And we didn't want to touch the bird because we, we'd heard that thing that, you know, then the mother would reject it. Oh, but you're happy to scrape up a disemboweled <laughs> frog, but not well, a bird. Yeah, well, because the frog's mother wasn't anywhere to be seen <laughs> i mean for all we know it might have been the mother we don't know what it was there was very little left of the frog we couldn't see what sex it was oh now this is an exciting new feature what's this <laughs> this is anything goes ben this is a brand new feature on the show where um basically sometimes i pick a song that you're not keen on or you pick a song that I'm not keen on. And I tend to give you a hard time about it. You do, always. So what I've decided is that we will take it in turns every week to have a free pass. It might be a song that we don't normally play, but it's a free pass. No ifs, no buts. You can play it, and that's as simple as that. Okay. Uh, I'm playing the first one, and this is a song that's been in my head for about the last three weeks. And you know what it's like when a song's in your head? The only way to deal with that is to hear it in full, unsullied. Yeah. Uh, so, it's um, Anything Goes. And the first one, I think you'll agree, Ben, is a classic. Bernard Cribbins and Right Said Fred. Don't get much better than that, does it? Let's be honest. Now, um, no ifs and buts. <laughs> anything Goes is the feature. 
Can't question it. For about the first 10 seconds, yeah. I was horrified. Yeah. I thought, what are you doing with our show? <laughs> but I'm a complete convert. Absolutely. I'll be, I'll be whistling that all week now. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, so next week, your turn. Yes. For Anything Goes. And uh, we, of course, uh, would like suggestions uh, for Anything Goes. And anything goes uh, at Trevor Ben on Twitter or send us a message via CroydonRadio.com it's the uh, the moment in the show where there will be no questions about taste I think there will be lots of questions but uh, there's not supposed to be <laughs> well we're not allowed to ask them <laughs> that. Uh, now uh, you're a football fan aren't you Ben I am well I say you're a football fan alright let's keep it friendly shall we alright I mean how are you getting on this season we're, we're not too bad yeah we've done worse yeah. Mind you, I suppose when you're playing, you know, sort of the, the girls 11 from the local primary school. All right. On a little field somewhere on a Sunday morning. It's, it's easy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm enjoying the, the new season. Uh, I'm How not, are you getting on? Oh, well, we're our, we're our normal selves. We're our normal Arsenal in the, you know, basically we'll finish fourth or fifth. Mm. Uh, the season will be littered with disappointments. <laughs> defeats against teams we shouldn't lose to it's going to be another depressing season for Arsenal fans I wouldn't worry about that yeah. uh, <laughs> there's no silverware in sight of that's course. basically the, the answer for us but um, my favourite football story of the season so far is um, actually for the Man United youth team All right. who are now managed by Nicky Butt who was of course one of the class of 92 Yes, and um, he's concerned that young players are not able to fall without hurting themselves Oh, right, okay. It's, it's certainly not a problem the uh, pro team have, is it? Well, no, they, they, they can fall very, especially in the penalty area. Yeah. <laughs> They're very good at falling in the penalty area. Uh, so what he's done, because basically he said, I'm, I'm very concerned that young people don't know how to fall properly because probably because of the, the safety that's around them all the time, you know, health and safety and schools and things these days. He said, my, my son has probably never climbed a tree. Well, I thought, well, that's, that's your fault, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, get him to climb a tree. If you think that that's healthy for him, stick him up there. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, you shouldn't be complaining to someone that your son has never climbed a tree. No. You can remedy that. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I never climbed trees as a child because I've never, never been very agile, not very good with heights, mm. and um, I can't climb. I had a nasty fall off the monkey bars once. Did you? Yeah, it put me off climbing things. Yeah, I, we, we used to go uh, to Cub Field Day every year at Frylands Wood, which is in, I don't know, Selsden somewhere, right? And um, there used to be a monkey bridge, and I wouldn't go on it nice. every year. And it was the one thing that my dad was involved in building, so it was really embarrassing that I'd get round to that one bit, and I'd go, I'm not going on it. <laughs> and people say, yeah, but your dad's helped build it, it'll be safe. I'm, like, I'm not going on it. It's yeah. too high up, I'm not doing it. And I was the only one in the pack that wouldn't do it. Oh, but, you know, I hated Cubs anyway. Your poor it was dad. A, it was a terrible day out. Yeah, no faith in his uh, structural ability. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. No, I did. I, no, I did have faith in his structural ability because it never fell down. No one ever got hurt. But I wasn't going up there. It just wasn't happening. Uh, anyway, so um, Nicky Butt has decided to bring in um, circus performers to train his youth team in how to fall without hurting themselves. I can see the sense in that. Can you? <laughs> sort of. But, I mean, what I've been thinking is, I, I do kind of like the idea. I think it would actually make football more entertaining if we were to bring a circus element into the senior game. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know, things like the referee would have a, like a little horn instead of a whistle. That would be good. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see players, senior players, like, I, I don't know, let's give uh, Raheem Sterling a, a sort of big purple wig. <laughs> Or a Fellaini wig. Yeah. Alex Ferguson, a big red nose. Oh, no, you didn't need one of those. Um, uh, you, know the, you know the spray the referee uses to mark the, 
free kick place. Yes, yeah. Um, use silly string. That'd be good. Uh, anytime you want to book somebody, you could you know pull out an endless string of yellow cards from your top <laughs> yeah, pocket. Yeah, that would be good. You know the little cart they have in European games where it brings on, it comes on to bring off uh, an injured player. Yeah, that should just fall apart as soon as it. That would be good. The the uh, physio can run on with a bucket. <laughs> Not for the water. Confetti, of course. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. So, yeah, I, th- I think we should bring circus performing into the senior game more. Oh, definitely. Uh, I'd like to see um, Jose Mourinho dress as a clown. Mm. Like, Instead of behaving like one. <laughs> with, with, with sort of little... You know, you know some clowns are the, like the sad clowns? Yeah. With little tears running down their face. <laughs> I'd like to see Jose Mourinho as one of those. Two four six eight motorway. Tom Robinson ban on Croydon Radio. It's the Trev and Ben show uh, coming up very soon. We've got new music uh, today. It's the Toffees and Fooled Again. Yeah, Q uh, Ben. Sorry, I was being bothered by the management. What's mean being bothered by the management? She's trying to sneak out the door now. Without... Unbelievable. You, you can sack him. You know. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see you try. You have a lawsuit on your hands. <laughs> yeah, quietly as you go. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! We're in new premises, and what are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a black yeah. mark against our name already. <laughs> Unbelievable! We're marked men now. I'm like, I can't believe it. Right, I was getting told. on so well then. I was brown nosing my way up the greasy pole, <laughs> and what have you done? Completely destroyed it. I could have been in charge of this station in just days. I could have been in that big chair over there, and now what have you done? Completely ruined it. She had three minutes to clear off while we were playing two, four, six, eight, motorway. Unbelievable! But no, she chose the last five seconds to get up and get her stuff. It's the management's prerogative to do what they like. <laughs> oh, you're oh. such a company boy. I am doing the right thing by the right people. <laughs> and I don't want problems, hassles, confrontation. Okay, I'll and behave. You seem to be... You're a stirrer, <laughs> what you are. And, uh, and people like you need to be taken in hand and disciplined. Mm. And I think the management, I could see it in her eyes as she left. She will be disciplining you. <laughs> I see absolutely There'll be a no sternly way. worded e- email in my inbox. I think it'll I be home. more than that. I think when she, when she returns, she will have one of those big wooden paddles. <laughs> oh. You know those American paddles? Yeah. Um, I say American paddles. I don't know if they are American. I don't know what they're used for. What was it? I suppose they're a paddle, aren't they, for a boat? Yes. I, I would imagine that's what they are. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, yes. So she, I, I think she's, she's not going to bring back a paddle. I mean, a giant oar. <laughs> she's going to launch it at you. And there'll be, there'll be nothing left of you. I'll tell you what, after she's finished with you, you will have a soggy bottom. <laughs> Unnecessary joke. Trev and Ben. We love new music. And every week at 10 o'clock, we like to introduce you to a new band or artist. This week, it's the Toffees. Uh, they are a four-piece melodic rock band from the outskirts of London, combining an edgy rock sound with classic pop sensibilities and their unmistakable songwriting. Over the last few months, they've built an ever-growing repertoire of catchy, upbeat songs. They are certainly set for a big future. We love them. Remember where you heard them first, by the way. Uh, here's the fantastic Fooled Again on We Love New Music. We love new music. Hi, this is Piers Nolan, lead singer of Toffees, and you're listening to We Love New Music on The Trev and Ben Show. This is one of Toffees' latest tracks called Fooled Again. Hope you enjoy it and see you all soon.
napping in a bed As he watches over from his guilt-stained chair He thinks he does, but he doesn't care And she thinks it's love, but there ain't nothing there So sleep, sweet child of dawn Keep your eyes shut tight for the storm It's set to break Cause I won't be swayed No little pretty face is ever gonna bury me Yes, I cannot be played Yes, this boy, he never That the Toffees fooled again on We Love New Music. Uh, you can find out more about them at uh, the uh, Toffees official, not the Toffees official, oh. just toffeesofficial.co.uk or find them on Twitter at Toffees official. That noise, that noise of disappointment. Yeah, well, you've muffed up the big outro to the thing, haven't you? I didn't muff it up. Come on. And I've where, never heard where, that phrase before, by the way. What, muffed up? Muffed up. Well, I, you know, I'm having to abridge my language because even though management I'm not, not even, here anymore. I'm not even sure muffed up is acceptable. No. <laughs> Why can't you say muffed up? Um, Not a bad word. Duffed up, muffed up. Yeah, it's all muff of a muffness, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. I, I think with your downy fluff, you're, you're, <laughs> you're a bit muffy with your down, you've downy fluffed fluffy. Up. That's what you've done. I did, I did fluff right, up. Right, what's the website? Right, it's toffeesofficial.co.uk. And what's the Twitter handle? It's at toffeesofficial. Right, follow them, support them, they're awesome. All the details are there, and we'll be playing more from them on the show over the next few weeks. And if you want to get your new music on the show, don't forget you can get in touch with us. It's at Trevor Bell on Twitter, or send us a message via croydonradio.com. And don't forget, on croydonradio.com, you can upload uh, all your new music, and uh, everyone can hear it, of course. Everyone. But now we're back. Uh, um, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> it's the Trevor and Ben show. It's where it matters. You wear muffs on your hands. Oh, you do wear muffs on your hands. Why is muff about? You've worried me now that I've said something horrendous, and I keep saying it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so just <laughs> stop saying muff. <laughs> That's all I'm asking you to do. Stop saying muff. Um, no, the, no, muffs are things you put on your hands. Okay, you'll have a right. pair of muffs for your birthday. Oh, I'd love a pair of muffs if for your birthday. If you're lucky. Because, <laughs> because with a pair... I'll tell you what, if you got me a nice pair of muffs for my birthday, yeah. I could keep my hands very warm for, as a birthday present, and I'd be very grateful Good. for that, because warm hands means warm heart. Oh. <laughs> Still to come on the show, we've got the compendium in about 10 minutes' time, when the new secret drum of destiny will be unveiled, yes. which is very exciting. Can you hear it gently humming away? Humming? Yeah. Why is it humming? Well, <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Uh, the pub quiz later on today's category is the natural world. I hope there's some questions about crows. And we are, of course, playing Think the Link. We are looking for the link between these three songs. How you getting on with that? Uh, 
I don't have anything, but I do have a question about crows. If you were like, if you're looking for one, <laughs> okay, yes. Well, you said you wanted one. Uh, I don't know. Did but, I want a question about crow? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I hope there were some questions about crows. Yes, in the, said in the pub about quiz, about fifteen so. seconds ago. It's <laughs> in the pub quiz, not now, <laughs> not in the middle of another feature. Well, the link, but yeah, why not? Let's the, do it. The link. I haven't got a clue. If anyone wants to help, please do. The collective noun for crows a murder it is a murder a murder of crows all of that that's that feature done all of that for a fact that everybody knows oh come on that's one of those collective nouns that everybody knows owls owls is probably uh, a hoot of that would be great if it was a hoot a hoot of owls a parliament of owls a parliament of owls is that just because they sit around doing not a lot probably and uh, frequent (laughs) frequent areas of natural beauty at night You've lost me. <laughs> As many politicians may well do. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know, Hampstead Heath and all that. Uh, so I want to say muff again. <laughs> say it. Muff. Here we are. You can get in touch with us if you can help Ben out on the link. Uh, let us know. It's at Ben on Twitter. Uh. Or send us a message via coinradio.com. Now, yesterday, right, I was, uh, I was at a family uh, barbecue thing very nice right. it, was a, it was a very nice afternoon wasn't invited uh, no you weren't no uh, and one of one of uh, one of the people that's there is um, is expecting a baby yeah so we got talking about uh, you know all the things she's going through the antenatal classes all of that sort of stuff and um, and then for some reason we got onto the discussions about um, uh, or someone mentioned the umbilical cord okay and I said that I'd seen this story uh, this week that uh, this is a new thing. People are keeping the umbilical cord and making things like bits of jewellery and uh, and ornaments. Ornaments? Yeah, like little little things they can then put on the mantelpiece. I know people do some pretty weird stuff with the placenta. Well, we then got onto that. You see, Ooh. and uh, oh, and it was a barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, one one of the people said um, they'd been to a a, a humanist uh, naming ceremony for a child, and as part of the ceremony, the parents of the child ate the placenta. Yes, I've heard of this happening, and they were vegans. I don't know how that works. Whoa, hang on a minute. I know that's breaking all sorts of rules. I know. How does that work? I mean, I know it's your. That's cannibalism. You know, that's your own output. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So anyway, I so then I started to, to kind of just make a joke about, um, you know, popping it on the barbecue, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, I, and then I said, well, actually, no, it would, uh, it would fall down the griddle, wouldn't it? You know, it has to be in a frying pan or something. And then I said, I said, um, oh, I'd very, to be honest, I'd like it done in the George Foreman grill. Mm. And then a child outwitted me. And I mean literally outwitted me in that um, he was so witty that I didn't get it. Because I said, oh, a George Foreman grill. And then this nine-year-old child just start, started going, when I'm cleaning windows. And, <laughs> and everyone else started laughing. I was sitting there going, oh, why is everyone laughing? George Formby. No, I got it. You but he, he's, he's wrong, isn't he? Yeah, but he, he, it was a joke. As for a nine-year-old, that's a very good joke. It made everyone laugh and I didn't get it. I, I, I would have criticised him. You would have criticised him? Yeah. I'd have said, no, 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 that's, that's Formby, not Foreman. Back to school. You would have destroyed a nine-year-old's moment in the sun, but I almost did because I didn't laugh, <laughs> because he was really enjoying the fact that all the other adults were laughing, and I was sitting there going, why is, why is everyone laughing? Well, you couldn't make the Foreman-Formby connection? No, it was no. only when somebody went, it's George Foreman. 
You see? Oh. oh. I'm far too critical, obviously. I know. you. I don't think you should be a father. Oh, that's a bit we, harsh. I, know, I think I think this is a moment where we've, we've realised, I don't know if your wife is listening, but I think we've learned a lot about your parental attitudes here, where, you know, you're not going to indulge your child in, in, in a bit of just harmless fun and wordplay. Right, well, when I take my wife's placenta to the Great British Bake Off... <laughs> You will not be invited. <laughs> I don't want to be there. What are you going to do? Make some sort of placenta tartlet? <laughs> I can imagine Mary Berry having a mm, mm, tangy, tangy. I don't know. It's got it's got that feel of. Um, You're of, forgetting um, Mary Berry will be anywhere near it. It'll be Trevor McDonald. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I don't want Trevor McDonald. And finally, some placenta. Black free and slide on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor Ben Show, and it's time for Mr. Ben Homer's Corking Games Compendium. Ben's Corking Games Compendium, but not as you know it. Not as we know. I've got to say, I've missed this. So have I. It's so nice to be back. There's been a hole in my life for the last few weeks. Yes, but I noticed that you have been very busy with the Drum of Destiny. It looks very different. Oh yes, from the last time I saw it. What have you done? I've pimped it. You have? You've pimped your ride. <laughs> as they say, it's looking very smart. I've never seen it looking so smart. Because if people don't know, the Drum of Destiny uh, was essentially an old oil drum, like a barbecue, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know what you've done. You, I mean, have you just made a new one? Because it, lo- it doesn't look like an oil drum anymore. Oh, no, it's the, it's the same original, but it's been revamped. Wow. You have done some great work over the last four weeks. Polished, painted, greased and shined. <laughs> and there's new games. New games? Oh, yes. So you have revamped the whole thing. Yeah, I have. I thought we'd use this new start for a fresh batch of games. So no more Say It Again, Sam? That's gone. Oh, no. Yeah, but you know what? Always leave them wanting more. Yeah. And no, arguably, but... arguably that was a long time ago. <laughs> I'll have a new favourite. I'll have okay. a new favourite. Well, the, the five new games for the compendium are When on Earth... Three in five, polyphonic pop, forehead detective, (laughs) and get yourself connected. Wow, this is exciting. And I don't know what any of these are yet. No, as of course, (laughs) I will explain to you each and every new game as we come across them. All right, well, let's, uh, let's spin the pimped up drum of destiny and see what happens. Here we go. It's a lot smoother. Of course. A lot more lubrication used on it, I feel. Well, you'd expect nothing less. <laughs> oh, and it's landed on Get Yourself Connected. Ah. So what do I have to do here? In this one, uh, it's quite straightforward. You've got ten points available, but you're going to be asked five questions. Okay. A point per question will get you five out of ten, but there will be something connecting all of these answers, and if you can guess what that is, you get a bonus five points, giving you the maximum possible ten out of ten. Okay, all right, I'm liking this. And the problem is, as well, if you can't answer the first five questions, that'll scupper your chances of getting the overall connection. Good point, so I've got to really concentrate. You have to try. All right, I'm ready. Okay, question number one. What is the name given to a young kangaroo? Uh, it's a joey, isn't it? Joey, yeah. Yes, it is a joey. That of is correct. it's a joey. Everyone knows that. Question number two. Which internet search engine was launched by Microsoft in May 2009? Uh, ooh, Microsoft search engine? Mm-hmm. Is it Yahoo? No, it isn't, and I'm afraid I can't tell you what the answer is. Oh, no. Question number three. What is the traditional name for a person who makes and sells candles? Oh, I don't know. Um, um, a candlestick maker. Um, I don't know. Is it like a 
a wickster? That is the incorrect answer, and I can't tell you what the answer is. Question number four. In the Old Testament, who was the first wife of Jacob and the mother of Joseph and Benjamin? I don't know. Sorry, what was the first bit of the question? In the Old Testament, who was the first wife of Jacob and the mother of Joseph and Benjamin? Um, uh, Ruth. Uh, is the incorrect answer, and I cannot tell you what the answer is. <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> Question number five. Which four-letter word can be a verb, meaning to become more cheerful or lively, or a noun, meaning a benefit received by an employee in addition to a salary? Perk. Perk is the correct answer. Right. Okay. So you've only got two questions right, and that was Joey and Perk. I need the connection, please. Joey and Perk. Now, I, I have to push you. I can't let you think for too long. Joey Perk, Joey Perk, Joey Perk. I'm going to say... Uh, I need an answer. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say uh, American footballers. Is the incorrect answer. Oh. So your score is two <laughs> out of a possible two. ten. And I'm glad, actually. And I don't Why? mean to kick you when you're down, because if you'd got question number two right... I suspect the game would have been over and you'd have got a full house in the end. So what was the answer to question two? Well, bear in mind your, your answers that you have got are Joey and Perk. Yeah. The internet search engine launched in 2009 by Microsoft was Bing. Oh, Bing. So we've got Joey, Bing, someone who makes candles. That would be called a Chandler. Oh, it's friends. And the mother in the Bible in the Old Testament. and wife. Rachel. That is correct. Oh. Friends. And Central Perk. Central Perk. Oh, I'm, I'm gutted. So, uh, a bad start, I'll be honest, but, you know, it can only get better. I don't want dent this new drum of destiny. The Knack, my Sharona on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show, Sunday morning, and uh, I'm liking the new compendium. I didn't Good. do very well, but, you know, I, I think first one... That's fine, isn't it? I've, yeah. got, I've got to find my feet with a new compendium. First one back, you know, it's a burner. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You'll, you'll do better next week, I'm sure. I'm sure I will. Uh, I just talked about children before the compendium. And uh, last week, I was at my godson's uh, sixth birthday party. Ooh. And it was a Star Wars themed party, which pleased me immensely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, I had a Darth Maul outfit. I remember you saying it was in the post. Yeah. yeah. And um, I got to the venue for the party last week. And um, most of the children were there by the time I got there. And they were all dressed in all kinds of Star Wars outfits. You had Stormtroopers, you had uh, Kylo Ren, you had uh, Darth Vader, you know, all the usuals. And um, I thought, okay, uh, you know, some, a couple of the adults were dressed up. So I thought I'd time to pop my Darth Maul outfit on. Mm-hmm. And um, I had it on for all of about 10 seconds. Uh, and then uh, my friend, uh, my godson's dad, came over and went, um, you might... Uh, might want to take off for now because I think that's going to frighten the children. <laughs> so uh, I didn't get to wear it. That was 20 quid well spent, wasn't it? Wow. For, for 10 seconds of wearing it. But I have to say I was quite glad because it was so hot in the, in the place. <laughs> I couldn't have that mask on for the whole of three hours. Now, I'd have been humiliated by that. That would have been mortifying. Really? To go t- to, to dress <laughs> up and then someone say, take that off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Apparently one of the other dads then spoke to my godfather's uh, dad 
and said, um, what happened to Darth Maul? And he said, oh, we just thought it might be a bit frightening. And apparently the other, one, Dad, the other dad said, oh, go on, get him to put it on. Come on. But <laughs> we no. want tears. Yeah, it didn't happen. And then the other weird thing about um, being around uh, children, my godson, is, it was his sixth birthday. He's actually his birthday today, but we okay. celebrated. So happy birthday, Liam. Happy sixth birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, and um, we were, as I say, celebrating it last week. And after the party, I went back to their house and um, his family were there. So there were three children overall. There was the six-year-old and two two-year-olds. Okay. And uh, the two two-year-olds, they were playing together, and they suddenly went out the room, and there was a bit of an exodus of about three adults as well. Mm-hmm. And the next thing, all I'm hearing is, yeah, woo, woo, yeah, come on, well done. And then one of the children runs into the room and goes, yeah, so I said, what, what are we cheering? And he went, I've just done a stand-up wee. <laughs> you think, well this, is, this is weird, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, you have to affirm with praise. Yeah. But just, does the achievement of doing a stand-up wee deserve all that cheering? I, I, I quite like that. If I, every, every time I went to the toilet, there was a big sort of song and dance about it. It'd be great. I, well, I think your wife does it. You know, when you manage to get it all in the bowl, <laughs> which um, isn't very often. I mean, I, not that I speak to her very often, <laughs> but um, she has a nickname for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, ben. <laughs> all over the floor. All <laughs> <laughs> hail to the Trump, Ben. Even though we've been away for a few weeks, he keeps on giving. Yes, we might have stopped, but he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and how has he, uh, he been behaving himself over the last few weeks? Um, I think he's he's uh, constantly been misbehaving, but that's his way. That's where he's got to where he is today. <laughs> the polls have closed in the states. It's a very close run thing now. I didn't know they closed. No, I mean, I mean, they've clo- the polls have closed. Oh, you mean I don't the mean... gap is tightened? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not the polls. That's a very confusing way to word that. The gap in the polls has closed. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a little bit harsh on Hillary Clinton last week because um, she got a really sort of bad press for having pneumonia. <laughs> I thought it was a little bit harsh. Oh, how dare she have an illness that's that serious? I know. Very unfair, wasn't it? <laughs> it was really unfair, especially when I discovered that um, apparently Donald Trump um, didn't serve in the army for the Vietnam War because of uh, medical conditions. And apparently it was a very, I can't remember what it was, or something like a Veruca or something <laughs> ridiculous. So I don't think you can have a go at a woman for in, having pneumonia. This isn't what we were doing hell to the Trump for, but speaking of his time in the military, didn't Donald Trump also get in hot water for suggesting that some American war hero wasn't much of a hero because he got captured? Yes, um, uh, that was, um, I forget his name now, but yes, quite a... a, a was it John, John McCain? Was it John McCain? John McCain, yeah. Uh, I think it was John McCain. Yeah, not much of a war hero because uh, he was taken prisoner. How dare he? Yeah. How dare he? That's unbelievable. But the reason I wanted to talk about Donald Trump today was, have you heard the news about all of these statues going up in New York City? No. There are sta- loads of them, uh, or quite a few of them, have gone up. and Of Donald Trump? A naked Donald Trump. Mm. With um, a very small... <laughs> Digit. You see, this seems to be a theme because I, I remember months ago there being a, a painting of Donald Trump. That's right, a yes. nude painting, and that yep. had a very um, tiny appendage. Mm. And also, um, oh, it's Sunday morning. Yeah, um, be, be careful, tread carefully. We've already muffed our way around let's it. Let's just say um, there was no two veg to his meat. Shall we say <laughs> that? He was missing his veg. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, uh, maybe they run out of clay. I, I think it was intentional. I think oh, it was a what, statement. Oh, what we're say. saying that he hasn't got any. He hasn't got a pair. That's what, I yes, see. That was, I think, what they were saying. You see, I think that's a, that's an odd uh, thing to do because you would probably say that he has the biggest pair of anyone <laughs> I've ever known because to say some of the things he says you have to have a ginormous pair <laughs> so he's I uh, mean he is just essentially one big pair isn't he let's he be is, honest yeah a walking pair <laughs> <laughs> but um he's uh he well I don't know if he's aware of this or not but um it, he'll be aware of it the, don't you worry about that the, the digit is it's very very unflattering <laughs> <laughs> and these are all over New York yes in fact uh, the what the reason I, I love this story quite so much uh, is because of the New York City Parks Department. Mm. They had to issue a statement. Excellent. Or they chose to issue a statement, and I'll I'll read it out to you now. The New York City Parks stands firmly against any unpermitted erection in city parks, (laughs) no matter how small. I see. (laughs) Falling Doves and Paris on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor Ben Show. Uh, Now, uh, as you know, I tend to end up having a lot of conversations about conspiracies. Uh, because I have a friend who is well known to the show as Mr. Conspiracy. Yeah, how is he? Well, ended up having a, another conversation with him this week. Good. Uh, because there were two big conspiracy stories that have come out in the last few days, or, or developments of long-running conspiracy stories, perhaps I should say. Uh, and that is that um, Tupac uh, Shakur mm-hmm. is uh, is still alive, and that's one that's um, that's pretty well known. I mean, there were quite a few witnesses to his assassination, weren't there? I think so, but apparently after Elvis, uh, Tupac appears to have the highest amount of people who believe he's not actually dead. And there are all kinds of theories that he's living the high life in Cuba. Um, you know, there's all kinds of stories about where he's been seen and where he's been spotted. And and th- those just continue to rumble on. I kind of feel that they're a little bit like the Elvis ones. Yeah, a bit silly. Uh, a bit silly. The other one that came out this week was um, uh, Kurt Cobain is apparently still alive. Right. And he's been spotted uh, <laughs> living in Peru, um, but singing under a new name, Ramiro Saavedra. And he performed on a Peruvian TV show this week doing Come As You Are. Uh, I think if Kurt Cobain had faked his death and was yeah. still alive, he wouldn't be on a Peruvian TV show no. singing a Nirvana song. <laughs> if you're trying to do the cover-up, then you've slightly blown it there. Yeah, that's not the best way to be subtle. No. In my mind. So I was talking about these two stories, and I was pouring enough scorn on them for everyone in the pub. Please tell me, Mr. Conspiracy, even he doesn't believe those. Well, uh, he then said to me, well, you do know that there's an island... Uh, oh, here we go. And I can't remember exactly where he said this island was, but he said, there's an island where uh, the rich and famous go after they fake their deaths. And I said, yeah, of course there is. Because there's an island with Diana Elvis, Michael Jackson. They're all living together <laughs> on a huge island. We would know about this, wouldn't we? You'd have thought so. There is no way that there is an island full of people who have faked their own death. Because if there is, why are they being spotted all over the place. I mean, yeah. there was a story recently that a, Good point. A, an 80-odd-year-old Elvis was a gardener somewhere. All it was was an old man with a quiff. <laughs> I saw the picture. It was not Elvis. There was no way that was Elvis. They are no way living 
on an island somewhere. No. And uh, Mr. Conspiracy is absolutely convinced. Now, as you know, and we've discussed it many a time on the show over the last few years, Mr. Conspiracy can come out with the most extraordinary things. Yep. Uh, we've had many a conversation about missing planes. Oh, yeah, MH370. Uh, yeah. That's had bits wash up, unfortunately, recently in this week, but that was on the moon, according to him. Uh, well, that was certainly one of the theories <laughs> uh, that right. I've discussed with him. Of course, this week we had lots of discussions about uh, 9-11 again. Um, we went through a lot of those conspiracies again, oh, but it was exhausting. the it was the island one this week that really got to me <laughs> because I thought, okay, we've done the nine eleven thing, and that's been in the news again. There was actually a program on just uh, last week about the conspiracy theories around that, and uh, and I thought, well, we've done that, and I, I know a lot of your conspiracy theories, but this one about an island where the rich and famous go when they fake their deaths. I mean, I said, I mean, can you think that that you've got Elvis, I, I don't know, let's say Marilyn Monroe's over there. What, President Kennedy? Is he oh, over yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've never heard so much nonsense in my life. <laughs> I'm getting sick of all these conspiracies. There is, look, I think we can just have to accept, as sad as it is, that Elvis left the building. Yeah, I mean, I think with these conspiracies, it's almost quite sad with these theorists because it's like the world is a horrible place. Yeah. And yeah. it's hard. But it's in their life it's easier to believe that nobody's dead nothing terrible's happened yeah. it's all a big cover-up everyone's secretly fine the thing is though if this island does exist and and all these people that people love and adore so you know diana elvis we, we've named them um but does that also mean that some of the more horrible people robert maxwell is he on that island somewhere i don't know you know, Lord Lucan. Is he on that? Shergar. I mean, we don't know what happened to Shergar. Is, is Shergar on the island? <laughs> oh, I love that. Temper Trap, Love Lost, Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor Ben Show. Now, I don't know if this guy should be my hero of the week or not, but I have one. You've got a hero of the week? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, are know, they uh, are they still alive? Dead? Are they on an island somewhere? Still alive. Okay. Uh, for now. For now. Until they fake it. <laughs> uh, now I've only been married for a couple of years. Yeah. But how's it going, by the way? Very well. Excellent. Congratulations. But I do love this guy for this. God. Um, basically, his name is Lawrence John Ripple, and he's that's a great name for a star, isn't it? Just and he's uh, age seventy, and he lives in Kansas, and uh, he made the news this week because he um, he decided to rob a bank. What, 70? Yeah. Wow, that's a big decision to make. Is he a lifelong villain, or is this a, a, a new career? A sort of, has he come to it late in life? I don't know if he's got a criminal record or not. I think this might have been... Uh, I think this might have been... He reached his tipping point, and he snapped. Oh, okay. What he did was, he, he walked into the bank, and he passed the cashier a note mm. through the glass, saying, I have a gun, mm. empty the till, Ooh. and give me the money. Pretty direct. The uh, cashier obliged, and you know, armed robbery isn't cool, and that isn't. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think it can be. Oh, if you're wearing the right clothes, it's a bad thing to do. Don't arm. Um, don't do an armed robbery. Yeah, it's naughty. That's the sort of thing. It's the sort of thing we we shouldn't have to add as a bit of a sort of social warning. I know we are talking about armed robbery. Please note, not good. <laughs> yeah, because it's. Uh, I do love this story, but I must be seen not to be condoning armed robbery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a wise move. So she gives him the money, mm. and instead of fleeing the scene, yeah, he goes and sits down in the lobby. He's a bit tired, calmly at seventy, and just waits. <laughs> the police arrive, and as they walk in, he said, "Yep." I'm the guy you're looking for, over here. 
He's obviously got some plan here, <laughs> some grand plan. And they arrested him. Right. As you would, for yeah. armed robbery. Yeah. And when they said to him, well, what's going on? Why didn't you leg it? Why did you just sit down and get arrested and not even try to escape? And he said, I am so sick of my wife. <laughs> I would rather be imprisoned than spend one more minute with that woman. Wow. <laughs> That's an extreme to go to, isn't yeah. it? Apparently he had a blazing row with his wife that, that morning and he'd written out the bank robbery note in front of her and said, right, I'm off. <laughs> and then when he got himself nicked. Now, uh, do we know how long they've been married? Uh, I think they've been married quite a long time, but he obviously just got to the end of his tether. Why do, rather than go to prison, just divorce, just uh, move out. <laughs> prison seems a rather extreme measure to go to. I like it. Well, I think there's a man with a problem and he's found a solution. <laughs> the thing is, though, also, if you're going to give that as your reason, yeah, right, because um, if you want a bit of space on your own, a bit of time away from the missus, you're going to get a long time away <laughs> for armed robbery. Yeah. Right? So that's a long... He's 70. Now, is she going to wait for him? Does he want her to wait for him? And if he doesn't want her to wait for him, why bother? <laughs> Just leave her. He's not that bright, this man. Well, no, obviously not, because no I one... I don't think he can be a hero. He's a moron. Anyone who walks into a bank and says, I have a gun, give me the money, obviously isn't that bright to start with, but... <laughs> Did he actually have a gun? Uh, I don't think he did. Was it like a cucumber or something? I don't even know if he flashed any sign of a weapon. I think he just might have passed in the note. I mean, even so, I'm sure the courts won't be any more lenient. You know, if you're walking no. along the streets with a toy gun, you get in just as much trouble if it was a real gun. So. Yes, yeah. I think the moment you walk into a bank and, and, um, and attempt to rob it in any way, shape or form, I think they're going to throw the book at you. Right, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Welcome to the Trev and Ben. And it's the Bump Quiz! Uh, so, the pub quiz, Ben. Uh, three questions on one category. Today's category is, of course, the natural world. Yes, it was my choice as well. Uh, it was. Uh, do we get your impression now? Uh, the blue whale. <coughs> no, it's not working. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, so, there's an easy question for one point, a medium question for two points, a hard question for three points. You can take <laughs> Sorry, part. I just read the first question. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> you can <laughs> take part by being on the shout box right now. Uh, ben, you are the quiz master, which means you have to have a nickname. What's your nickname this week? Well, as I struggle to do my famous Attenborough impression, mm-hmm. I think that can only underline my cold. So, I think my nickname for this week will be Ibuprof Ben. At least you didn't do Benelin. No, I've was, done Benelin before. I, I thought you were going to do that again, and I was getting ready to really nail you for it, <laughs> and you just threw in an even worse one. I have a pro, Ben. <laughs> it's not happening. Absolutely dreadful. Right, question one. Uh, question one. Question. Which seems to have made you titter. Question one. One point. Uh, before becoming extinct, the dodo lived on which island? <laughs> Why is that funny? It was funny to me. <laughs> Um, okay, um, do you know what? I'm... Okay, yeah, I think I know. Sorry about the long pause, everybody. We're just writing things down. Just writing things down. Yeah, if, you're, for a bit. if you're new to the show, <laughs> this is the bit of the show where we do a little bit of radio thinking. Yep. There it was. <laughs> right, question number two for two points. How much are you writing down? What island is it? Question. You have to write the name of everyone who lives there. Question number two for two points. A squab is the young of what bird? Oh, I know that. I think I know that. Yeah, okay. Question number three for three points. Sorry, I'm still writing. <laughs> question oh number three. Oh, my Lord. 
Oh, here we go. Uh, okay, here it goes. Is it, is it a long word? Brace yourself. Is it the? Papa Vachacha refers to... <laughs> what? <laughs> Papa Vachacha? Paper Vachate. It refers to... The That's completely different. <laughs> that had different letters in. Papa Vachake. It refers to the flowers of which family? That's spelt... <laughs> P A. Oh, right, that's going to help. P A P A V E R A C A C E H. Oh, this is a right, waste of time. You read that. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just writing a flower. Papa Vachache. <laughs> Papa. You, you try it. Uh, Papa Vachache. Oh yeah, because Italian was better than mine. There, there it is. Papa Vachache <laughs> refers to the flowers of which family? Oh, I don't know. Have a guess. Yeah, I've had a guess. Right. Moving back to question number one. Before becoming extinct, the dodo lived on which island? What's your answer? Uh, Galapagos. I have said that the dodo is not in fact dead. It's living on Celebrity Death Island. Uh, no wonder you took so long writing that, for God's sake. Uh, and you were wrong. It was not the Galapagos. It was Mauritius. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you were just about... I saw you there ready to put your tick on the page. No, oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, there's no points at all, is there? Apparently, right, the, the reason the dodo died out... It's not dead. It's <laughs> is, a conspiracy. ...is because... Is because uh, because they'd never seen humans before, they weren't scared of them, and humans just went and picked them up and ate them. I mean, stupid bird or what? It deserves Question to die out. Number two. If there is one on an island somewhere, I'm having it. A squab is the young of what bird? I have said the correct answer, which is pigeon. Uh, pigeon, yeah, that's what I've put. Oh, have you? Yeah. All right. Two points each. Excellent. And uh, Papa Vachete <laughs> refers to the flowers of which family? I have said rose. Oh, I put rose. The answer is poppy. Oh, I suppose the papa. Papa for the poppy. Papa might have been a bit of a clue for the old poppy. uh, Thanks to the pigeons, it's a scoring draw. Uh, Yeah, two all. Alex Daggers shaking like the leaves on the tree on Croydon Radio. Now, mm. uh, disgraced swimmer, Ryan Lochte. Oh, the um, the old uh, making up being robbed yeah. man. In Rio, held at gunpoint, my my backside. <laughs> <you were. laughs> he was bit causing mischief and tried to lie his way out of it. Uh, he's lost all of his sponsors, but it's not completely... He's been banned for quite a long time as well, hasn't he? Ten months, is it? So he'll miss yeah. something or other important in the world of swimming. And well, you've come with all the facts. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's lost his sponsors. <laughs> I knew it was ten months. Yeah, no, very good. Well done. But he's, it's not completely all bad news for Ryan. It's not? No, he's got a new endorsement already. Oh, good man. Do you want to hear the advert? Let's hear it. I've been travelling a lot lately. We all like to have fun, but it's a good idea to stay safe. I don't go anywhere without RoboCop. It's this tiny device. All you do is pull the pin and it releases a startling alarm that can get you out of a bad situation. Ooh, that's a noise, isn't it? That is a noise. Wow, don't know so, that. Just in case, Ryan, you ever are actually in a dangerous situation, <laughs> you, you've got the perfect alarm now. Is that all he's going to do now? That's going to be his life now, isn't yeah, it? He's endorsing products that help you when you're being robbed. Yeah, he's, a, he's become a walking punchline. <laughs> Think the link. Uh, so, think the link, Ben. We were looking for the link between these three songs. There we are. Three songs. There's a link between them. How are you getting on? I've had 
some help. You've had some help? But not much. Um, thank you, Steve, who let me know that the first song was Jack in the Box by The Moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I've, I've got to pick Jack, Box or Moments, really, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's really it, yeah. What are you going to go for? Uh, I'm going to say the link this week was Moments. Oh, you picked the wrong one there, didn't you, son? Damn. Uh, it was Box. box. Uh, it was The Moments, Jack in the Box, Living in a Box, Living in a Box was the middle song, and Black Box, Ride on Time. Well, thank you, Steve. Time. I appreciate you tried, but I'm afraid this time we failed. Uh, it's always next time. Uh, and that's about it from us. Uh, stand by. The Happy Sundays are back next. We're all excited to be back. We're all excited to be back in our new home yes here at airport house very exciting to be here uh we'll be back with our midweek podcast uh, hopefully around about thursday uh next week is a pre-recorded show because i'm on a holiday so i still have this lovely Arriba, cold as well uh, yeah you will still have a cold because we recorded the show yesterday um, so we will make out that ben is still ill um but hopefully he won't be i'm hoping by this time next week you're either dead or, oh, or, or, or better i'll be on celebrity island mate <laughs> Yeah, Ben, I'm afraid, has passed away. Me and Princess die <laughs> on the lilo. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we will see you uh, next week on tape. Until uh, then, take it easy. Ta-da. Bye. The Trev and Ben Show.